Hello, everyone. This is Allison from FIU, and you're listening to the Talking Together podcast, the show that's everything about female, and for those who just love listening to what's going on in the world with women's rights, reproductive justice, and anything else you can possibly think of, we will cover. And we are focusing on the new abortion laws that are starting to pop up around all of the states. Before we get started and get into the nitty-gritty of the podcast, we want to first provide you with a trigger warning. These topics can be very sensitive, and we will want to be, with what we're addressing today, can be very triggering. Please remember to always take care of yourself, and if you need to stop listening, then pause the podcast and do, do something that will make you happy. With all that being said, let's get started. With me today, I have Lauren Luther on the history of reproductive rights, and we all Jose here, who is a social worker and who is educated on the new laws around women's reproductive rights. Thank you for having us today, Allison, and letting us talk about these topics. We are both so passionate about and have done so much research on to become ex- the experts we are today. Yes, thank you for having us. Um, we are both excited to be here and um, talk more on this topic and what's happening around the states. All right, let's not waste any time and get right into the topics we are covering today. Lauren, would you like to start us off this morning? Yeah, sure. Um, so I wanted to dive into the history of women's reproductive rights so that everyone is aware um, sort of with what we started with. So there are two women I would like to point out, and their names are Margaret Sanger and Mary Ware Dennett. These two women fought for women's rights as well as sex education years ago. Um, these two women were bro- were both birth control activists when it was illegal to take the contraceptive pill, and um, they devoted their lives to making birth control legal and making it universal- universally available to all women. Um, Mary Ware Dennett was another powerful woman who published several books on sex education and birth control laws. Um, They were both involved in the birth control movement in 1914, and this movement began because women wanted to fight for a pill that could provide women with, you know, cheap, safe, and effective um, female-controlled contraception. So even though they fought long and hard, it was actually not until the 1960s that birth control actually became available for women. Wow. Hearing about these two women and the fight they had to take just to work towards making birth control available for women in today's society is really interesting. It's something I personally haven't really heard much about because it's not talked about commonly. And it makes me wonder how many other females out there haven't heard about these. Glad you can share the stories about these women. And I'm interested in hearing more on what you have to say about the history of women's reproductive rights. Yeah, so let me give you a little timeline um, so you could picture it better. The start of the contraceptives being allowed was um, a case called Griswold versus Connecticut, which was in 1965. And this case held that married couples um, had a constitutional right to privacy, which is kind of ridiculous, um, regarding decisions about childbearing and that a state ban 
on the sale of contraception was unconstitutional. Um, then there was Eisenstadt versus Baird, and this was in 1972. And this case actually extended the right to contraception to unmarried individuals. Um, and then abortion was another hurdle we that had to be overcome. You've all, I'm sure you all have heard of Roe versus Wade, correct? Um, for the longest time, abortion was deemed unconstitutional, and women fought long and hard to make it legal so that they so that they could receive an abortion safely. Um, so Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973, and this was where the Supreme Court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion um, without excessive government restriction. And a little bit later, we'll talk about the issues um, surrounding Roe Ro v. versus Wade um, in today's age because it's been a topic that's been covered um, pretty recently. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for the timeline. It's really helpful to be able to grasp more on the dates and it also brings it to light that everything that has been happening truly wasn't as long ago as all of us expected it to be. Jose, I'd love to hear some more from you and all about everything you know regarding the laws in up around the state. Um, sure thing. Um, thank you, Lauren. Um, for all that um, historical um, information, um, first and foremost. Um, so... Um, What's going on today? Let's talk about what's going on today, right? Um, for years, individuals um, have tried to ban abortion for many, many different reasons, such as funding or re um, religious um, beliefs. Um, there was an amendment actually put into place called the Hyde Amendment. So that actually um, withholds um, federal Medicaid funding from abortion nationwide. Um, so what this means is that um, it is a restriction on insurance coverage for millions, millions of people with low incomes. And it provides that, um, it proves, I'm sorry, it proves that um, that um, politicians that are trying to lower the access um, to safe and legal abortions. Jose, thank you for addressing the ban of abortions. And this can definitely be a hard topic to address because we always want to be mindful of those listening with us. So, Jose, you mentioned a little bit about beliefs. I'd be interested in hearing the common beliefs and stereotypes about individuals who are considering abortion in today's society and kind of what is connected with those women. Right. So this can be most definitely be a hard topic to cover. Right. Um, and there are so many different stereotypes out there revolving around, um, around women who um, choose abortion. We ultimately do not know why each woman um, decided to choose abortion. It is, um, could be due to health concerns, you know, for either the mother, baby, or even both, right? Um, it could be due to the individual not being ready to be a mother. There are so many reasons why women can decide, um, um, well, go the route, go that route. Um, but it is not for us as a society to judge. Um, we do live in a society, however, where people label others um, and some of beliefs, um, stereotypes, labels are 
you know, that abortion can lead to infertility, um, ectopic. I don't think I did that right, but <laughs> um, pregnancy, um, ectopic, I think, um, pregnancy and um, breast cancer. Uh, women don't have the right, that women don't have the right to decide what's best for them. Another one is that um, you're always in control of whether you are not, um, whether or not you want to get pregnant, right? So women who have abortions um, don't value motherhood. Um, only certain types of women have unplanned pregnancies and abortions. These statements are just a few of the very many myths that are out there um, in the world. Yeah, thank you for sharing all the information. I know that it is a difficult topic to talk about, but I do want to thank you for addressing the women and how they shouldn't be able, how they should be able to decide what they want to do with their body because right. that is a very important truth. Right. And I can't stress that enough. So thank you. As you can see, many of the beliefs are myths that are out there are all very negative and they're mainly against the women who are pregnant. And they're making them out to be a very bad person in these situations. In these situations, they don't even touch any of the aspects that could be involved with the decision of having an abortion. Just a quick example, like Jose mentioned, health concerns, which is a main one. Those out there who identify as women should be able to have the chance to do it with their body and not be told what they are able to do and not able to do. So let's switch gears about current I'm, social action I'm campaigns sorry, Allison. Could you, or group. Allison, could you repeat that? You cut out for a second. Yeah. Let's switch gears a little and touch on the topics about current social action campaigns or the groups that are out there advocating for women's rights. So I am no expert on the groups, but I do know a little bit about the Center for Reproductive Rights, which was founded over 20 years ago and it dedicates all time to protecting women's rights. I have heard a lot of great things about them. So if you have the time, I highly encourage everyone to check out their website, which is www.centerforreproductiverights.com. So with that being said, Lauren, could you address some current groups? Um, yes, thank you, Allison, for that information. So, of course, I'd like to address some current groups. Um, there are currently a lot of groups out here that are advocating for women's reproductive rights. Um, first of all, we have Planned Parenthood, which is perhaps one of the most well-known uh, reproductive rights advocacy groups. I'm sure most of you listening have heard of it. Um, they've been providing affordable and accessible health care services to women for more than 100 years. Um, then there is the NARAL Pro-Choice America Foundation, um, which focuses primarily on advancing legislative measures uh, that protect women's health services by lobbying Congress, mobilizing supporters to contact their representatives, and urging them to support pro-choice policies and helping them to elect um, pro-choice lawmakers. And of course, there is the National Women's Health Network, um, whose mission is to ultimately 
improve the health of all women by developing and promoting a critical analysis of health issues in order to affect policy and support consumer decision making. Um, so there are so many different groups out there in today's society advocating for women and their reproductive rights, but um, I just wanted to note that it is really kind of crazy that we're still fighting for our reproductive rights, even though this has been going on for years and we thought we made progress, but it seems that it's all just circling back. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I guess before we transition a little, uh, Jose, is there any groups that you'd like to mention or talk a little bit about? Sure, yeah. Um, so there is the um, National Networking of Abortion Funds. Um, it is um, It builds power um, with members to remember financial and logistical um, barriers to abortion um, access by censoring um, people. What it does it actually look? By censoring people um, who have... Um, who had abortions and organizing it um, at the intersections of racial, economic, and reproduction, um, reproductive justice. Um, but like Lauren said, there is a great deal of those who, um, who are advocating for women, um, well, reproductive, reproductive, reproductive rights. Yeah, great. Thanks for addressing all these wonderful groups that are out there, of course. There is a lot more groups out there in today's age. And if you just do women's reproductive rights, you're bound to find a new organization out there. Since we have a lot of social worker listeners, and we also have Jose, who is a current social worker, I think we should talk more about how social workers can be a part of these groups and how they can advocate on behalf of women's reproductive rights. Jose, would you be interested to share a little bit Mm-hmm. So there are so many different ways social workers can get involved and advocate, right? So social workers can advocate for women's um, reproductive laws and policies that increase opportunities specific to women's needs. They can join in the conversations surrounding women's rights and reproductive system, um, reproductive rights, I'm sorry. Um, the Sorry, everyone, for the disruption. Um, Jose, will you say uh, go back to what you were talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, so I was saying that there, there are so many um, different ways a social worker can get involved in advocating. Um, social workers, um, they can advocate for women's reproductive laws and policies that increase opportunities specific to women's needs. We can join in the conversation surrounding women's rights and reproductive rights. Um, so the more um, it is discussed, the more people can get involved and truly understand how to help. Um, educating the next, gener- the next generation is also very crucial. Um, if, the ne- if the new generation is aware of everything that women have to go through um, and how hard they fought to make choices um, about their own bodies, then they will continue to fight for their rights. Yes, thank you. That is all so important to hear. And remember, you don't have to be a social worker to get involved in your community. We highly encourage everyone out there to somehow get involved into things that are important to them because there's organizations for everything. Again, thank you, Lauren and Jose, for both coming on 
the Talking Together podcast. It was truly a pleasure hearing from both of you today, and I cannot wait to have you both return sometime in the near future. Thank you, and I look forward to coming back someday, hopefully soon. Uh, thank you for today. All right, before we end the podcast for the day, I want to remind all the listeners about the action. The mission is to harness the political power of diverse women and their communities to create transformative social change. Women Florida is a women-led movement providing intersectionality, education, on a diverse range of issues and creating entry points for all new activists and organizers to engage in their local communities through training, outreach programs, and events. They're committed to diminishing systems of oppression through nonviolence and building inclusive structures guided by self-determination, dignity, and respect. This month, they will be putting and multiple group sessions regarding women's rights in the state of Florida. We do have a chapter in Miami-Dade, which is local for us, but there are chapters all over the world. If you need any information, you can always find it at their website at www.womensmarchfl. Thank you all, and we will see you next time. Reminder, we have new episodes coming out every Wednesday at Thank you.